Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Jedi's Order. I am your host, Jay Larson, and joining me as always is the one, the only, Patrick Whiting. Hello, Patrick. Good morning, Mr. Jay. How are you doing today? I am doing all right. I am coming off of a um, a vaccine high. I just got both of my, my uh, flu and, and COVID vaccines and getting them at the same time was was a real treat it's a real treat (laughs) we were going to do that on friday and then brian was like no we're not doing that today (laughs) so uh i still need to do that Um, it'd be fun yeah it it is it is a fun experience (laughs) i was i was so beat by the end of the day and i had the strangest dreams (laughs) so Plan accordingly. Fair enough. Um, any uh, news or anything else in going on in um, social media with with um, Chatterpoint that you want to discuss? Oh, I'm sure there's always always things going on in, in, in with with the buzz. Um, I know that we have a uh, um, we have an event coming up locally on the 11th um of november which is gonna be pretty fun um here here in salt lake then um, as far as sort of local things are concerned um yeah i i don't know i i sort of uh sort of occasionally haunt the social media corners and I'm, I'm not the most social media e person um when it comes to to uh to everything there's so much to pay attention to nowadays it's hard to to balance it all um i actually i i, ha- I do have a question for you to to muse on a little bit so sure. something that has this happened a little bit in my area and some of my friends across across the country they have said that they've noticed this as well um but it feels like Shatter, Shatterpoint had a pretty big launch, and then I'm not sure what's a good way to say this, but it maybe lost a little bit of momentum or has, has slowed down a little bit from its launch. And yeah, I'm curious if if you've seen that in your area, and uh, if so, what what you think is is going on? Yeah, no, I think that's the that's the case here, and and I. I think that's the case in a lot of places. Um, I I think part of it, so um, I don't know. For me, I just sort of ex- expect the the excitement to um, initiate a lot of playtime, and um, and it will kind of cool down with the uh, with the re- and maybe and I don't know what it's like in other states in sort of the day to day on a long term scale, yeah. but. Um, the, the amount, so I, I think it's sort of a manifold set, set of circumstances. One, there's a lot of games to play and mm-hmm. people were playing games before Shatterpoint came out and maybe Shatterpoint was an, an exciting, uh, dis- disrupting game from, from what people were playing before. And, um, Maybe they want to get back to the the previous game, or there's other new games that have come out, um, or 
there's a lot to do outside in Utah. And a lot of people like to do stuff outside in Utah. Um, and uh, that does impact some things. School starting is another one. So a lot of people have kids and uh, things get a lot, uh, a lot more difficult to juggle, I think, during the school year. Um, and uh, <laughs> with holidays coming around the corner, um, season shifting, there's a lot of factors. And I think it might be different. It, it might be different for for everyone. But um, generally speaking, I see a, I see a, a pretty big slowdown up until the new year. And then it it will often pick up again um, come January and uh, we'll get exciting again until it gets warm outside and, and people start leaving and doing summer stuff. So it's, it's sort of a, a sinusoidal wave across the year. Um, and there were a lot of releases up front that may have burned people out too. Um, so when you've got too many choices at first, it can be a little overwhelming. And uh, and I think maybe if people feel like they can't keep up, then they, then they you know, they're not going to do very well um, when they when they come and play. And, and I I hope they don't have that idea, but I think some people might. Yeah, um, I think another some other possibilities as well. Um, I think that there, there is a fair bit of a fair number of the Shatterpoint community were Marvel crisis protocol players as well. Um, yeah, I I think that's true. Yeah. There's there, 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 there are a lot of players also, obviously who, um, they got into Shatterpoint because they, and it's one of their first minis games or, um, or they didn't do. Shatterpoint because they weren't as interested in in Marvel as they are Star Wars, but mm-hmm. there are some people that were um, fans of both, and um, I I know that for some of them, um, you know, they were excited with the launch of of Shatterpoint, and then um, and then it um, just kind of. Uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on with Crisis Protocol right now, and so kind of shifting attention between the two. Um, yeah, yeah, and, you, and that, yeah. that kind of goes to my point. Oh, that 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 sort of goes to my point in a more specific example where people were playing a game beforehand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's I, there's a lot of people that enjoy GW games. I don't understand why, but they do. Um, and and uh you know it offers something different um and maybe they have bigger communities so perhaps they were hoping that more people would play and maybe they found that not as many people were playing and they want to go back to a game that is bigger in their area um but or, or maybe the game just wasn't quite what they expected and despite being big star wars fans it it, it just didn't mesh with uh with their expectations um one other thing I wanted to touch on, you, you mentioned um, new releases, yeah. and it was definitely very front-loaded on yeah. on new releases, and now we've got kind of a stretch where there aren't releases coming out. And, you know, there's it's tough for us to say on any of this. We're basically just playing armchair psychologist but there is part of me that wonders (laughs) like there's there's almost like two narratives you could could craft one is is kind of what um you talked about a little bit where people were feeling overwhelmed by 
this deluge of of new releases and another one could be that you know people are excited by new releases games are driven by new releases and now that the game is going through this stretch where there's no new releases people are not having as much interest or looking at other games in the meantime etc um yeah yeah do you and, and i guess the real answer is that it just depends on the person there's probably yeah people yeah. who feel both ways <laughs> but yeah no i think you're right i think um the other side of the, that or or another facet is that yeah it cools down and people's excitement cool down when when there isn't new stuff coming um all the time and um and and i get that and sometimes i'm the same way and, and it even happened in marvel a couple of times where there it would be like stretches where there wasn't really anything new coming out and um people start getting a little bit antsy or they get a little bit um a little bored or something like that um and 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 i think that it just happens for me i have to reframe um some things uh and just look at try to look at the game in in new ways or play stuff in new combinations i haven't played um and when i do that everything sort of feels new um and frankly it's kind of like any other thing where if you if if you have the time and 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 the energy and the space it it definitely benefits people to just continue to go and play and and hanging out with other people that are they're doing the same it keeps the excitement alive and it keeps the the talk going and and when people are are interacting with the material at least in sort of a um a casual conversational way i think that can keep a lot of um the drive going um so so if people are maybe feeling a little bit like nothing's happening um it can be helpful to to make steps to 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 just keep going regularity does help keep keep things um uh, keep things going and keep keep excitement happening um and i will i guess i will say that kind of the related topic to this is if you are involved in in growing a community or wanting to try to do so one of the things i found that helps to try to or helps the most in in situations like this where you if if you feel like you have a community that's kind of in the doldrums that that isn't um growing like maybe you want to um in general if the the best advice is to um hopefully you have a game store that you're playing at and hopefully you um, have a, a set night where you're playing and, you know, just try to be consistent in, in meeting on those nights. It, it definitely um, hurts a, a community's growth. If people like finally get all their stuff together and they show up and on a, a night that's supposed to be a game night and there's no one there. Um and so, you know, just trying to be consistent and um, trying to extend invitations. Uh, hopefully you have um, the staff at the game store are helpful as well and, and will be inviting people to your game night when uh, when you're not there. So do you have, do you have any other uh, thoughts or advice on um, growing a, a community, Patrick? I think those are pretty good highlights. Um, 
consistency is key communication is important and uh um sometimes get creative uh if you um know that maybe people are wanting to spend some time doing a hobby part of the game um see if if your game store would you know sponsor something with 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 that or pr- help promote that um a lot of people enjoy doing that together um yeah uh I, and and I I don't know I would just keep at it and um internally too I just try to be understanding and and accepting that you know everybody's got stuff going on and uh um despite wanting to play uh sometimes people have have busy lives and they're just not able to to play as often as they like um even though um even though they still want to play so being understanding is also uh helpful that is true all right so uh did you were there any rules that you were wanting to touch on or did you want to dive into the main topic um i don't think so um yeah i don't think there is any any rules that stick out for me um is there any that stick out for you not currently really no all right yeah it, it's mm-hmm. i feel like they've gotten to a pretty good place with the rules at the moment um with new releases though I, I see down the road there will be lots of new and exciting interactions yeah yeah so we're, we're going to start off talking about uh queen padme amidala she has eight squad points uh she has three force points she is a primary unit uh, she is um, a Galactic Republic uh, character. Her first ability is Royal Command. Choose an allied Galactic Republic unit. Each character in the chosen unit may advance. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on this, Patrick? I think it is... Um, uh, yeah, and we, I think we've... We've touched on this a little bit before, but I, I think I think um, it's still really good uh, being able to to move an entire unit uh, and advance it, even if it's just a Galactic Republic. I mean, just that could be a lot of different things, but a full advance is pretty good. Um, and for some Jedi who are a little bit slower, you know. Um, Mace and Anakin, for example, uh, getting to make a full advance early on is not nothing. Um, mm. That being said, uh, maybe it doesn't happen exactly when you want it to. So, um, yeah, that's that's true. It also, I mean, I obviously I do like she can use it on herself. Or yeah, I think most of the time when you're taking her, you're going to be taking her full box set, and so her models can also like it quite a bit as well. Yep. Um, yeah. It is a little bit unfortunate that it costs one. I, I understand why it does, and it, it's totally fair that it does. It's it's more that um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the strengths or weaknesses of, of Padme and, and ways to um, hopefully build around them. And I think that one of the th- things I felt like after playing her some was that it felt a lot like she was pretty focus starved or force starved, I should mm. say, sorry. And so 
Uh, especially if she starts getting wounded. Uh, you know, once this yeah. command starts costing two or three force. Two, three. Yeah. yeah. Then that's um, super sad times. <laughs> I, I I will say uh, four speed also costs one. So it's it's sort yes. of a you know, sort I, of a better four speed. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely. You know, if you compare it just straight to four speed, it is heads and shoulders better. Um, yeah. It's it's more that I think a lot of the and maybe maybe I'm exaggerating this I don't know but it it's felt like a lot of the Jedi lists aren't nearly as force hungry as Padme is and so it feels more really with her yeah I don't know you start start wounding uh, Obi Wan or Anakin and all of a sudden what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially Anakin. I'm like, I'm gonna not hit you twice because it costs four force, you know. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 since she doesn't have, and at least a lot of stuff that I've been looking at, and you're just valuing pretty high, and I think a lot of people value it high. You know, with some sort of force recovery, she doesn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. And and so having two characters that are sort of continually or uh, potentially continually just draining your force and you don't have any options to pop some of it back back online, I uh, I can see how it would it would feel even even more tight in the yeah, force I mean, budget. You could, I mean, I guess this is maybe stepping on the toes of our future discussion with it, but it does hmm. kind of feel like you want another primary that is either helping refresh force or um isn't doesn't require much force themselves and yeah yeah um i agree unfortunately I agree. Uh, when i think of that like two things that pop to mind is as easy examples would be um one would be count dooku um yeah. the downside with count dooku is that there's kind of an opportunity cost where it's like why why would i have padme as the off the complement of dooku uh what does she bring to the table that some of the other really popular primaries aren't bringing right now and that's a little bit more difficult for me to answer maybe <laughs> um yeah yeah uh she's she's definitely a character where uh, she favors a larger array of galactic republic right uh ca- counterparts that way hopefully you can um you can benefit from that movement you can be more flexible with it i wish that her I mean, I mean, it, would I, be, it would be too good but her re- her reactive ability with the two damage um was all galactic republic but that oh, would yeah. be that'd be <laughs> kind of wild yeah the other another one that um you know, does not need to use a lot of, a bunch of um force himself is Darth Maul um but again yeah. it doesn't he doesn't he's not going to benefit from this ability that we just mentioned um but i mean i guess it's also i'm i'm not sure that you have to feel when you're doing list building that like every model in the list has to be galactic republic um it's still a really good ability just if it's potentially just moving Padme or the rest of her unit box. And so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what 
what to think about that. But that's that's that was a few initial uh, list building thoughts with things. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, to to add on to that though a little bit, um, the uh, the opportunity cost I don't necessarily think is and um, to what you're saying, like you don't need to use everything on every card all the time because simply you just right. won't be able to. Right. Uh, it would be great, but that's just not really how the game works. A lot of the or or let's, I mean, if we just make this real real fast, that's not how life works. So um, <laughs> you <laughs> you can't do everything all the time, um, despite wanting to, and um, maybe focusing on on a, a particular plan. So. You know, maybe you just have two squads that are doing kind of their own thing and they can internally support themselves. They don't have to do a lot of crossover. Um, but if you do want to get more out of her, having more crossover certainly um, is worth exploring. And I think that there are two um, two primaries, Galactic Republic-wise, that are probably her, her better counterparts. Um, with a few other interesting things... Um, beyond that but um and she definitely benefits from uh other enablers that that help shore up some of the weaknesses that that uh, her box has all right so her next ability is coordinated fire uh to damage um when a character in an allied handmaiden unit makes an attack as part of a combat action before dice are rolled this unit may use this ability if the character is within uh, range five of a character with this unit, the target unit suffers two damage. Yeah, that's I. I think we at least I initially rated that ability really, really high, and playing her a bunch, I don't rate it quite as high. <laughs> uh, I don't rate it quite. So as high. I think that's fair. Um, I have I have my own um, mini analysis of that, but I'm I'm curious to hear why you you don't like it as much as you thought you would yeah do you want do you want me to yeah, to yeah. share my thoughts before you go into your mini analysis yeah, go ahead. okay um so right now there's only two other handmaiden units um yes. yeah and uh and and there's a good part of it is probably just me and not necessarily being able to plan or planning as well as i should um but even still uh sometimes the a lot of times the positioning or the circumstance isn't isn't exactly ideal. Uh, maybe Sabe isn't next to somebody or I have to spread out farther. Um, and this might change with the new, and I have thought about this, uh, with the new mission pack, which hopefully might reinvigorate some, some people to come back to the game, just circling back a bit. But uh, um, she doesn't really like being super close and even though range five is pretty far in the game, it is the farthest range in the game. Um, she really doesn't like being all that close. Um, like uh, she, she, she can not. She can just sort of get damaged and injured, or sorry, wounded. That's that's the phrasing. Wounded kind of quickly, kind of easily, and she's not about that. <laughs> so. Um, Keeping her safe and Bennett and trying to get the most out of that ability for me, I've found to be uh, definitely more challenging. Yeah, it's I I totally agree. Um, it 
it is kind of challenging to have her position to apply the coordinated fire. And then the other part of it, and this is like, I understand thematically why the models are this way, but gameplay wise, it makes the models frustrating to play. And that is that you, you have kind of a, a range centric suite of characters and Mm -hmm. they're shooting range four instead of range five. Yeah. Yep. And that's pretty difficult to deal with. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Especially, Um, especially because, you know, it's uh, so, especially when you have the complete package of, um, you're having to get closer in to shoot and, the armor that these people are wearing is kind of paper mache and they kind of fall over to a stiff breeze. And so, <laughs> um, that's, that's, I guess the, the other part that makes it more difficult as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very careful with them. They are fragile and keeping them, keeping them on the go is really helpful. So like, and, 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 and to their credit, a lot of it is probably my own user error. Uh, and and just not really connecting with how they w- with the play pattern that probably benefits them most. So uh, like maybe going in, getting some shots off. And one of the first thing with the handmaidens that uh, I'm talking about the handmaidens right now um, is a j- jump. So you know maybe you can jump backwards and get further away uh, or or in a better position out of arm's reach. So you know the the target has to do more to to catch up with them um at least in terms of keeping them alive and keeping them safe but it's it's hard to balance that with some of the scenarios where you have to sort of press press forward otherwise you can you just lose lose traction and then the game right even though your models are are alive but yeah i i agree with you as well all right so the next ability is crack shot characters in this unit have sharpshooter two when this unit makes a focus action each character in this unit may uh, dash so fantastic ability yep it does make it so that you know if if you focus and if you do roll a command on them on herself she's getting you know a full advance a dash and then uh 10 dice on a range attack yeah, it's it's actually really. I don't know if I value. I don't remember how well I I valued that ability, but I definitely value it much much higher than probably anything else on her card at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of frustratingly good sometimes when I play against a bad me. Uh, so our next ability is Servant of the People. Uh, while this unit is not wounded, and while one or more characters in this unit are contesting an active objective. If this unit's active stance is faith in diplomacy, allied galactic unit supporting characters that contest the same active objective can, can contest the same active objective even while they are wounded. Uh, so this has two halves. Uh, that's the first half. The second half is while this unit is not wounded, if the unit's active stance is aggressive negotiations, allied galactic supporting characters within range four add one die to their attack rolls. Um, there's so many things about this ability that I want to be better <laughs> than they are. <laughs> the that's the the frustrating thing 
for me with her is is this identity ability and i think maybe i rated it higher than before but i do not rate it very highly now right um because she's so easy to wound and um and it's sort of for me just a a gleeful experience to wound her um (laughs) she gets turned off pretty substantially when uh when you wound her like a lot of her i mean her entire identity is turned off when you wound her so and since it's not hard to wound her you, you just i don't think you could ever make the wrong decision if you have an opportunity to attack padme you'll probably put a fair bit of damage onto her and if you do that one like two or three times uh she's she's going down <laughs> and if she's going down that just gets it gets that much worse for her and the rest of your game yeah a couple a couple things to note in the so the first half of the ability where supporting characters can test um even if they're wounded a couple of things to note that that i've played wrong in the past with it um initially when i first read this ability i thought that i would be able to move the support characters into the middle ones while padme is is hanging back um it Uh, mm -hmm. does not work that way sadly it does say that padme has to be contesting an objective and then the supporting characters have to be contesting the same objective yeah um and and so you know if if padme is going into the middle and doing this then she's just going to die uh and if she's doing it on the back then okay that's that's great um but it's a lot of a lot of text and a lot of effort to um, contest your back objectives, which you hopefully are not going to be struggling that much with anyway. <laughs> so uh, there's that. Another another thing that, that is good for it that um, I misread initially as well, and this wasn't even just a misreading, it was more just um, the way that my brain thought it worked or something, I don't know. But um, it... I initially thought that it was just the handmaiden supporting uh, units that that would oh, uh-huh. benefit this benefit this ability, and it is uh, allied Galactic Republic supporting characters, so it can yeah. work on the models in your other um, other list as well. Yeah, so, it works with clones. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something to be aware of as well. Yeah, um, it is. It's. It's probably even better with clones than with the handmaidens. Um, yeah. All things, all things considered, clones do have range five, um, which is kind of why I wish that that the uh, coordinated fire was Galactic Republic. Sure. Yes, I too she, wish that it was much better. <laughs> I mean, she's a senator. She were. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. Thematically, it doesn't match. Mechanically, maybe it'd be too much, but I don't. I don't know if it would be. It's not. You're not getting it off all that, all that much. But considering who she came out, you know, with in the release schedule with Cat Bane, yeah. Bane has sort of a similar ability, and he can do that much, much more frequently. Um, it doesn't really care as much. Uh, but I. And and also I think intuitively when you have the second ability where supporting units can get that extra dice, but within range four, um, you would just sort of think 
it would be mirrored with the previous ability that if it's on this side, supporting units can just claim a point um, if they're wounded. And I, I also think that that is a reasonably, a reasonably um, appropriate ability. Her having to be camping the same point, I, I think very much tones down the efficacy of that, that ability. Um, and yeah. if you just shoot her then the whole point crumbles the whole like if you if you attack her the whole point it gets it's just i found it to be a just a very terrible ability in most cases i'm sure there's there's always going to be a a moment where it's a really great one and if you're a canny player and and you could pick those moments out carefully then it's it's great but overall i just think it that's it's just a disappointing identity ability um another um so regarding her second half of this ability where if she's on her more aggressive side uh, aggressive negotiations then um galactic republic supporting characters within four add one die to their attack rolls um that's another one that i misread and initially and and thought that it was just handmaidens so it is cool that clones get uh get that as well um but the other downside is that um, one of my one of my disappointments with this box set in general is that I, so the, besides just um, on the handmaidens besides being only range four uh, they're also only rolling five dice and this gets yeah. them up to six dice which is good but I kind of feel like they should be six dice base going up to seven well. Yeah, until like if you do their if the handmaidens do their little acrobatic thing, then sure you know, they 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 can on their own get up kind of high. So they go from five to to seven um, on their own. Um, but I I do I, I I do agree that they probably could be at six. And um, I, the, so there are some here's, characters. Here's my issue with that. So. Uh, a sometimes you no are that. Uh, some so a sometimes you're already contesting a scenario thing and you don't want to um, be doing that. B sometimes yeah. um, there isn't the terrain nearby that for you to do that with. Um, yeah. And C you're having to spend this force to get additional um, you know dice etc. And you know, if you and, and granted, I'm not saying that every everything should be as effective as the clones, but if you compare, or sorry, not clones, um, uh, droids. But if you compare, like it feels like the droids just are like, here we're going to roll a ton of dice. Here's a bunch of synergy. You're going to be rolling a bunch more dice, and it's force efficient. And then you come to this, and it's like not. N- anywhere near that and it's just like you have to kind of in order to get to comparable levels you kind of have to do a rube's goldberg machine and you have to spend a fair bit of resources to to make it happen and it's it's not it doesn't reliably happen so again i'm not saying that you know everything needs to be droids or (laughs) is throwing as many dice as droids or whatever but i I am kind of interested on your uh, take on that comparison, uh, Patrick. Yeah, I I think that so I I think that 
some things could be tweaked a little bit higher um, or lower. So in terms of in terms of the handmaidens and a number of other units, uh, clones especially, and I think just Galactic Republic on, as a whole, um, in terms of their supporting units um, at least, the the amount of dice that they roll could probably go up, and the um, or or their expertise charts get improved a little bit, or I mean even both in some cases, and or their points go down. Um, yeah, and I, I I think that the handmaidens are another example of of that, where five dice is pretty is pretty poopy, um, or even you know even seven dice. So like a a clone a clone unit which doesn't really have the greatest expertise does have range five, but has has just you know not enough health and not enough a lot if they want to get eight dice they have to focus um or you could get eight dice i guess if you bring padme but then you're bringing padme um, <laughs> yeah the the frustration maybe isn't even with them but the fact that so like i think b1s roll too many dice they they start yeah. at seven i think i think that they should start at six um the yeah, there is um, definitely a feels bad man to look at their starting dice of five and then compare it to the B ones of seven and just be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and they cost more. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, the and I don't think that what they do is that much better. I mean, no. they have a sort of they, and they have their own built in coordinated fire that they can trigger on themselves. Or, um, and granted, it's sort of limited, but you know, not really. Uh, I mean, they can trigger it on themselves or they can trigger it on other characters and it applies. You get a, you get to choose between two different conditions, not just one. And I mean, I even, th- I think the B ones are even stronger than the B twos, which is, you know, kind of wild. And I think the, the B twos could, could use them. And this is all pretty early, but just on, on my cursory experiences so far, um, that, that the droids skew the secondary and support, yeah um quite a bit and, and they they set the bar very very high that so high in, in fact that i think it's very hard to to compete um with that design space and down the road i would not be at all surprised if some things changed but um right now if you if you want to there if you, if you play the handmaidens you you do have to you do have to settle with the fact that they are going to have to play a different game to stay at the same or or even get to the same level that the b1s or droids in general can just casually yeah yeah casually stay at um and, uh, man and four points i do think headmains could benefit from being three points and if that meant that padme had fewer army points but got to be a little bit better so be it i would be totally fine with that and this is, you know, wish listing and and not really super helpful with with playing her, but it, it is part of the uh, the venting experience where, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, once you once you can kind of just um uh how do I want to how do I want to phrase that um when you settle on on what it is um you know and, and you can get past this this sort of frustration, then you can start playing them and and maybe finding. Some things that do work that do help make make them sing um and 
uh, and, and I suspect that some of those are we will probably carry into the bonus episode, but um, yeah, I, I think having played more Padme, I am definitely much less excited about her. So the the roller coaster ride of Padme was not excited, then kind of excited, and then very very not excited for me. <laughs> <laughs> for um, me. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. My I was I was never like. Um, super excited for her some of the locals were were pretty excited which i um was interested to see what they thought um and then i played her and wasn't blown away um i will say that i had high hopes that that anakin and padme would be ah yeah a good list and that's i i don't like that list at all yeah um yeah i tried playing that so several times and i just it it is not great. Yeah. As, um, as is. Yeah. So to to go over her the rest of her cards real quick. Um, she's got nine hit points, three wounds, and then her. Um, I, I I guess I'm curious with her stances and defense dice, etc. Do you feel that um we've we've said several times that that she can die pretty easily, and I I think that's yeah. true. Um, why do you think that is? And obviously um, her hit points are a little bit on the low side, but hit points are on the low side. Um, so, um, I'm I, one of the things I'll say is that I feel if you look at her faith in diplomacy side, yeah, I feel like she should be rolling six dice on defense instead of five. Yeah, five feels really low. And then if you look at her um, defense chart. Like let's say you get three to four expertise. That's gonna you're gonna on the faith and diplomacy side, you're yeah. going to get one block and you're gonna heal twice. Yeah. Um there's a decent chance you're gonna be dead before those <laughs> yeah. heals go off. Be- um, best 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 thing she can offer is she can recover other people who hopefully yeah. maybe are not dead and also near her or take off some of the status effects that she's likely accumulated at that point. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I agree. Um, if, if somebody decides to go to faith and diplomacy, I think that they have invited destruction upon their house. They are, um, they're playing either in a very confident position or they are, overemphasizing that those recovers and and i don't think that uh, they can count on those whatsoever um not I to mean, mention if anything if anything i like the defensive the aggressive negotiations expertise defensive abilities better so yeah, there's there's so the the only thing that i like on the faith and diplomacy side is the are the pushes are the pushes yeah but there are no expertise charts that on the side that i think make that a reliable opportunity whatsoever and i just don't know the point of this side and i don't really see a whole lot of value to circle back again uh to that part of her her uh um identity the there's just there's nothing that i think is is exciting like if you get four the the conversion rate is pretty is pretty fine, right? But their hits, not crits. And when I regularly play into people whose defensive dice just haunt me and mock <laughs> me, um, where they 
you know, they casually roll five successes. I'm I'm looking at you, Joe. And um, they don't even have to worry about converting their expertise. Uh, something like that is just going to get shut down. She's not going to push anything. She's not going to do anything. So, and she's going to be a lot more vulnerable. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't know why. Um, and even on the aggressive negotiation side. So her, her blaster ability is, is certainly better. Um, and the reposition, if you could ever get there, you know, certainly better. You're probably getting the first three results. Um, it might go a little bit further if you can roll 10 dice. Yeah, 10 dice is, is pretty good, it turns out. 10 dice is, is pretty good. But the defensive training still 1 to 2. You still are, you're only blocking 1. And then 3 to 4, you're only blocking 2. It's it's still, for a primary, a little bit on the the lighter conversion side. And she can it's still honestly, it's It's more die. what I would expect from a secondary character than a primary. Yeah, I... And, and a pretty good secondary, but yeah, it's definitely more secondary-like, um, for sure. I mean, five, 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 I, I don't know why, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to be very excited about, about Padme. And to be honest, after playing the box, I think I'm more excited about, and even with the, the Rube Goldberg machine that is the Handmaidens, or even Sabe, um, I still probably like those those two units more than Padme, because mm. they 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 do they have more kind of game implications too, where they can make you attack them or they provide cover to your primaries, where you know kind of Padme doesn't do much more than hold a point, shoot something within range four, and try not to die. Um, I I am curious is so <laughs> maybe this will be like um the greatest blessing we can give to padme is to tell her to say on air like how much we like her or that she's not very good um because that seems to mean that uh we're wrong and that actually she's amazing um but <laughs> if i think that she's currently in strong contention for my least favorite primary um, slash worst primary. Wow, you, you somebody has unseated the Grand Inquisitor for you. Oh I, yeah, I'd rather play the Grand Inquisitor than than Padme. Yeah, I I am inclined to agree, and I will to to brighten up the conversation just a little bit. She's not at all sort of. She'll still do things, and if you like the character or if you want to try something new, I definitely wholeheartedly encourage that and and i think in some hands padme is probably a surgeon and and she's just not a surgeon in my hands but uh i i am i'm inclined for my own at least play style and i'll speak from from for myself as well she's on the on the bottom um of of primaries i uh i wanted to like her and she's so dice dependent with not a lot of dice fixing um that uh she often just doesn't do it for me well um i think that in our bonus episode uh the the patreons will get to listen to we'll talk a little bit bit about some ideas with uh what we can do to try to make a list with padme work and then we'll probably also talk a little bit about her um sabe and the handmaidens uh, the rest of the models in her box Mm -hmm. um and so 
Uh, stay tuned for uh, us trying to figure out how to make her work. Um, as always, uh, if you uh, subscribe to the, the Patreon, you'll be able to uh, listen to these uh, bonus episodes. You'll also get to um, listen to things earlier than everyone else. Um, and finally, as always, uh, check out discountgamesinc.com for all of your gaming needs. And uh, we will be happy to uh, mail you uh, any Shatterpoint item you want for you to rain terror down upon your friends. Uh, so, Patrick, uh, thank you for joining me, and uh, let's let's head to the bonus episode. Yeah, to be continued.